This show was first broadcast on Free FM 89.0, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access radio station. For more information on our station and our wide range of programs, visit freefm.org.nz. The Access Internet Radio app is out now. Tune into Free FM. Keep tabs on the latest podcast episodes to stream or download. Search our content by language or category. You can even check out our colleagues at 10 other New Zealand community access radio stations. Grab it now from Apple's App Store or Google Play. Install, launch, and select Free FM from the stations listed. The Access Internet Radio app, your portal to Free FM's great independent community media content. Really excited, actually, because uh, through the wonders of modern technology, we have Max Christofferson on uh, on video conferencing phone, which is uh, pretty darn good, Smashy. And um, he's um, live from the beautiful Whangamata, which I can now enviously see out his back window. Oh, sometimes you suck, Christofferson. That's just beautiful. Look at it. <laughs> You're not the first one to say bunting, and you won't be the last. <laughs> hey, I might just need you to come a little bit closer or uh, get, get closer to your microphone if you could. Thank you. Ugh. Oh, yep. crikey, that means also means closer to your camera, doesn't it? You're a, you're, a, you're a very hairy man close up. Hey, <laughs> hey um, but um, what's worrying you at the moment is gangs, yeah? Yeah, let me share the story and see if other people might identify with it too. Is that I pulled up to the track lights and uh, a beautiful piece of art pulled up next to me, a really lovely looking Harley Davidson. Oh, yeah. Chrome was gleaming in the sun, big fat tires all around, and the thing was just, it was just mobile art. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it and thought, man, I'd love to own one of those things. I've always wanted to own a, a motorbike ever since my rally chopper days when I was a kid. <laughs> and I looked at it and my, my heart filled with lust and desire for this thing. And I thought, you know, that's a $100,000 bike. That's the, that's the real deal. And then as it pulled away with a big roar, I looked at it and thought, the gang patch on the back of the guy that was riding it, I thought, how do you afford a $100,000 bike? I can't afford a $100,000 bike, so how do you do it? And I thought later on, all it would take is for a cop to pull that guy over and say, show us your bank account, where your money's coming from. And if you can't show us where your money's coming from, we'd like to know who stole it Mm. or where it came from. Mm. And that markets the topic for discussion today is gangs. What are we doing with them? And why do these guys want to make life difficult for their whanau, for Maori against Maori, for people in, in cities around the Waikato who are frightened about gangs. And I'm saying right now, I have this sense that we are playing namby-pamby with it, and I think it's time we stop being so polite about gang violence and gang intimidation. The, the issue I think you have at the moment is that, uh, you know, and I, I knew we were going to be talking about this today, and so I, I called a cop mate of mine um, who works in another town, and he's, uh, it's a town that hasn't been much plagued with gangs but now they've got the banditos there and he says they are so big and so nefarious and so well organised that um, keeping them under the radar is, is basically all they can do at the moment they are, you know, if, you, if you take them on head on there are a lot more of them than there are of our guys. What's also interesting to me too is this whole notion as I thought about our discussion today too is thinking these gangs are thoroughly professional and the way they're mm-hmm. dealing with their drug dealing and the way they're importing, there's a lot of discussion from Simon Bridges suggesting one of the ports, uh, the Taranga port, is one of the ways that the Taranga gangs are getting their drugs into the system. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, the thing that comes out of it is thinking, man, you guys are so well organized. Why don't you go and do something positive? Mm-hmm. Why is it that you're looking at this 
knowing that you're impacting negatively on young kids and Fano and family, and there doesn't appear to be any concern for the fact that as you get older, that you look at your legacy behind, and your legacy behind you is going to be destruction. Mm. And I'm looking at 50-year-old guys who are in these gangs, I'm thinking, guys, is this, what, is this it? Is this what you want as your legacy? And so for me, I'm looking at Maori leadership, and I'm saying there isn't any. Where mm. are you? I want you to stand up, and I want you to own the gang problem, and I want you to start being visible about trying to rectify the situation that's having such an impact but, but on... Look, look, great great ideals, leadership. great ideals, but gangs have been around for, for hundreds and hundreds of years in, in, in various forms of tribes, right? And uh, I think you're assuming that people in gangs think the same as you and I do, you know, and that there's a right and a wrong, there's a black and a white, there's a, there's a good and a bad. Um, gangs provide, you know, I was reading a study on this the other day, actually, gangs provide, in particular young men, um, basic human needs that they're not getting from families. So they're getting companionship, they're getting success, they're getting variety, they're getting excitement, they're getting security, they're getting safety, they're getting all that stuff that normally what's called a family would provide. But families are busting to pieces, you see. And as, a, as we in the, you know, in the liberal outside world decide that we're, you know, ah, oh, marriage, pair, ah, oh, family, pair, ah, oh, yeah, authority, pair. You know, we've got to take some responsibility for what we're doing on the other side of, the, of that as well because people are craving those basic human needs of security, of variety, um, of, you know, of challenge, of growth and all that kind of stuff, and they're finding it in those nefarious places. The interesting thing is I worked on the Waipa County Council many, many years ago when mm-hmm. I was a young guy, and it was my first introduction to gang culture. And one of the things that came out of it is that the intimidation they enjoyed, they enjoyed across tribal links as well. So yeah. if you're a mongrel mob, yeah. you're the enemy. If you're a black power, you're one of us. Yeah. So while they want to have the security and, and the brotherhood that goes with it, what I don't understand is why they want to go to make life difficult for fellow Maori. Life is hard enough in New Zealand, in the Waikato, without having to pick on the other guys in your tribe that are not wearing your gang pants. Yeah, but they didn't recognise them as part of their tribe. That's the thing. You know, well, you and I see, you know, race as a... a, a well, if you like, it's a line, it's a boundary, it's a, it's a something to be respected, uh, it's a point of difference, etc. I think people just think differently sometimes. They just don't recognise nationality, they don't recognise race. Their boundary is a gang. That's the world. And so you're talking with two different paradigms, and that's why... Uh, it's why I think you've got this issue. Oh, I don't disagree. And I think it's one of those things where if you go back to the, the 70s, I remember a cop in Auckland, Gideon Tate, mm. and he scared the crap out of me when I was about 10, 11, or 12 years old. This guy was a hard bastard. Mm. And I know what his legacy of story was, but he was talking about the issue 40 years ago. Yeah. And I think for now, what we've got is we have to accept that gangs are running this country. Yeah. We have let go for so long now that what's going on is that all of the violence issues, the drug issues are, are gang related. But here's one solution, and I keep thinking about this as I mm. saw this motorbike disappear into the distance. If we want to end some of the gang issues, middle class white Pakeha have to stop taking drugs. Mm-hmm. We have to stop the buyers of what the gangs are selling. Mm. And that is going to be one real big issue is that uh, middle class and upper class New Zealanders have to figure out they are part of the problem. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, look, you get rid of the plastic problem if you stop buying it. Same, same thing, isn't it? Yep, we are the market.
That's exactly right. And you know, you can change the rules and legalise this, that, and the next thing. That's a whole new, a whole new um, debate that I think we've had before. But um, yeah, you, you, that's a very good point you make. You know, what what part are we playing? Because it's all very good to wring our hands together and say the police need to toughen up. But what part are we actually playing in it? You know, what part are we providing our young men in particular? Uh, with opportunity, um, with with things they can do other than just join a gang. Are we are we circumventing that in time? As a, you know, are you and I doing enough with young men we see around us who could potentially join a gang? You know, if that's what you know, if we think that's a bad thing. If you do the reading in the background as you've done, uh, Mark, on this, you can see there are stories all over the place uh, from uh, throughout the White Cattle and courts throughout the country. And I think what's going on is we now have this undercurrent of issues going on, uh, guns being stolen, mm. drugs being manufactured. Uh, here in Wangwatar, there was a gang issue. In the small coastal town, there was a gang issue. They got rid of one of the main king hits, they moved up to Wittianga, and it shifted further up the coastline. Okay. So for me, the thing that out of some of this is, is that we have to stop being, um, I suppose, passive producers of gang culture by buying what they're selling. Yep. So if white Pakeha and other people want to say, hey, we've got a gang problem, actually, we've got a middle-class New Zealand problem. <laughs> yeah, stop feeding them, stop feeding them. Max, it's always a pleasure, mate. It's, I can, I can, look, I can just see in the, behind you there, I've been racking my brains all night to see what that is, but it seems to be a plume of slope, snow, smoke from a burning dumpster, I think, of some sort. But all the very best to you, mate. Lovely to talk. Well and uh, nice, to, nice to see your house. I wish I could get a screenshot and put it on Facebook. If I was that technically minded, I would. All the best to you. <laughs> Cheers, man. For more episodes of this community access radio show, please visit freefm.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast possible by funding the Access Internet Radio Project.